Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2023. Today, we're going to talk about Letterboxd and movies because we don't really talk about them that much in depth, and I'm very excited. So let's get started with the favorite post. My favorite post, I try to keep it a little bit on theme and in like the whole movie stuff. So mine is a tweet. It says, it was fun in Glass Onion that everyone's COVID mask aligned with their character. Birdie had the Lana Del Rey mask. Blanc had a stylish dotted one. Catherine Hahn probably bought hers through some charity. Duke shows up with the gun. Lionel the scientist is the only one wearing a K9N5. So (laughs) if you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely watch it. Agree. I watched it and it was great. So I highly recommend as well. My favorite post is not on theme, but it's kind of on theme with like, I guess, the new year. And it is Ben Kahn's 2022 video. He's one of the Trillionaire Mindset hosts. And he's posted a video on his YouTube channel every year. And I only found them like in 2022, but I love them. They're just one second of every day. And they're so cute. And I'm going to try my best to make one because I feel like it captures life so well. And Hopefully I, really I get to be it. in it. You definitely will be. So Good. whenever it comes out, the link will be shared on FGF and find Amy in the video. Let's get started with Letterboxd. And what is Letterboxd if for some reason you don't know? Okay, so how I would describe it is it's an app for people who enjoy watching movies or a way to find a community of other people who also enjoy movies basically all things movies you can find new movies and what I like about it is that it can be a social app if you want it to but if you don't want to you could have it like all to yourself don't need to interact with anybody but yourself I feel like for me it's a little bit of a middle ground because I follow a couple friends and some mutuals from Twitter but I don't do a whole lot of interacting so I'm kind of I kind of like where I'm at with Letterboxd right now what about you? Yeah for me it is more of like a place to just find information about movies see what's popular I like to check the cast and crew a lot and then obviously laugh at the reviews because they're funny yeah the reviews are one of the best parts of the app like it's it's because it's not even reviews it's just comments or thoughts Mm -hmm. and I also like to build a list because I have a lot of things that I've wanted to watch and I just like people told me to watch them and then I just completely forget so it's kind of nice to be reminded but I would say it's definitely more of a thing for me and I feel like I I only follow you and Kaylee Mm -hmm. and I feel like I mostly interact with you on it but it's not even on Letterboxd like I'll just text you like oh I like you yeah (laughs) but that's it but I just like it because the reviews are funny and you can just kind of do whatever you want with it it's a very nice app exactly it feels like in the grand scheme of like social apps it feels like the most calm but -hmm. also chaotic at the same time just it depends on who you follow on there and whatnot but yeah I really really like it I think it's one of my most used apps I feel like in my personal life I've told people about it and I'll say oh do you have letterbox and they'll be like no what's that and I'm like oh it's this thing I think you'd like it and then no one ever gets it Uh and it's disappointing I don't even care about the reviews it's just I just want you to take my suggestions no one ever takes. I want to I want to see what kind of movies you're into yeah like these are my friends like why don't you listen to me 
especially because like, I'll talk to people who like like movies and I'll mention it and they'll be like I've never heard of that I feel like Letterboxd like, definitely has a very niche community very niche I thought it wasn't that niche but I guess it is because I've talked to so many people and they have no clue what it is and they'll be movie lovers or yeah. so they say but yeah I recommend it this is um a, a, a message to you listening who doesn't have letterbox yet get it and follow the both of us agree but um i feel like like you said letterbox has its own niche community and i personally feel like it reflects the accuracy of how good movies are mm-hmm. obviously if something's a super indie movie and not that many people know about it it's not going to be very popular but a lot yeah. of the movies that are highly rated on that app are really good yes for example parasite i'm pretty sure like it's the most popular ever since i joined mm-hmm. letterbox and i can't believe i'm publicly admitting this but i still haven't watched it yet but Me neither. i definitely will this year or i'll try to yeah i need to watch it i've been saying that for like three years but i just haven't gotten to it i don't i don't know why i keep putting it off but i just have been yeah i know it's on hulu so we should we should plan a night to both watch it and then like text each other after yeah we should because i i want to be part of this it's the highest rated at 4.6 stars which is a really hard rating to get on letterboxd Mm -hmm. but the next one i think or the next few that I wrote down were Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I'm going to watch tonight, actually. Very good. And then Into the Spider-Verse and The Dark Knight. Those have 4.4 stars. So as you can see, Parasite is up there by 0.2 stars. Yeah. So it's what pretty I, impressive. What I like about like the official list that they have is that they have most popular, highest rated, and most anticipated like I love like browsing through those lists mm-hmm. and one of the things that makes me smile so hard is that under the highest rated list Harry's one night only is number nine number freaking nine what yes Wait. like the the one that apple live streamed actually really crazy I had no yeah. clue I was checking out their most anticipated list and the ones that I'm excited for are Barbie Dune Part 2, Wonka, Maxine, and My Year of Rest and Relaxation. So I really, really love their, like, official curated lists. I don't know what it is. I feel like Letterboxd has people on the inside. They definitely getting do have us information. Obviously, the app makes sense to have people who would know what's going on in the film mm-hmm. industry. But this just feels like insider info. Sometimes I feel like these movies are fake. They're not actually going to be real. Yeah, and when I see it on here, they are real. And then they slowly start adding like cast and crew members, and we're like, it's actually happening, you guys. These movies are coming to it's life. Insane. A few other high-rated films. I like calling them films because it makes me feel a little more fancy. <laughs> yeah, I notice I better calling movies films, and I'm just and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need They're to start doing that. It is annoying to say films because people who say films, it's like, okay, do you think you're better than me? Maybe they are. <laughs> so maybe I should start saying it. But um, other high-rated films include Fight Club, Pulp Fiction, and Interstellar, which have 4.3. And there were a few more that were like between 4 and 4.4, but 
I feel like majority of the movies that I see on there are rated at like 3.8-ish. Yeah, for movies that I like check or watch a lot, they're between 3.6 and 3.8. So it's really hard to get like four stars and above. Yeah. I also yeah. like that they have they have the half stars. I kind of yes. wish they had the 0.25 and 0.75 mm-hmm. feature, but you know. That would actually change the game of my ratings, actually. Yeah. So letterbox take notes quarter ratings so when did you start using letterboxd um i knew of it briefly before january 2021 but i didn't download it until like that first day because i just like starting things when it's like the first day of the month or week or whatever so i downloaded it january 2021 and i will never ever ever delete this app when did you download it um, I'm pretty sure I got it shortly after you told me about it, and I didn't really use it, so then I think I deleted it mm-hmm. or deactivated, but then I made a new account early last year, and I started using it, but, like, not that great, and then I feel like in the summer I started using it, and then mostly, yeah, in the summer I started using it a lot more, and now I use it all the time. I think I've gotten about, like, six ish people to download it but like the difference between people who actually download it and stick to it is very very different like I think maybe two people actually use it consistently you being one of them so yeah yeah that is so true why do you like it and use it and what are your favorite features of this app um okay so I like, I don't even like Letterboxd. I love Letterboxd because I'm obsessed with anything and everything that tracks data for me because I just think consumption of anything is so interesting. And, but aside from those reasons, it helps me feel more on top of things in like the movie world. And it's always a plus just like finding movies that you wouldn't watch or find on your own. I use it because... I really like the reviews because one, they're funny, and I also feel like they give a much more accurate picture of how good a movie is or how a movie is rather than like IMDb or Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. I never open Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, like those are just not good. They they just be lying on there. They really they they really just like to lie. Letterbox is for (laughs) the true cinema lovers exactly and i feel like real people are rating these movies and yeah it's just like fun and i also like to see when i've first seen movies like i know in the future i'll look back and see what i first thought of a movie Mm -hmm. and um i also like to use the list to yes finally crack down on seeing all these movies i haven't seen Okay, let's briefly talk about our list real quick. What kind of list do you have? Okay, so I started doing this in December, was a monthly watch list. It didn't go too great, but I made a January 2023 list with a a bunch of movies that I really, really want to watch. So hopefully that'll get me to do it. And then I also created a favorites list because Mm -hmm. it has a spot where you can add your favorite movies on your profile. I feel like that doesn't do me enough justice i need a full lawn list so that's Mm -hmm. being crafted over time what about you 
Um, well, I'm trying to start more and like branch out to things other than like, oh, my favorites or like this and that ranked because majority of my lists are just like different types of movie ranks. So right now I'm currently working on Barbie Cinematic Universe ranked, DCOMs, which stands for Disney Channel Original Movies ranked, um, MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe ranked, Pixar ranked, Harry Potter ranked. And then I have like a couple more like personal lists that I don't really want to share on the air right now, but maybe if we do like a letterbox part two episode, I'll get into those. Yeah, I definitely feel like eventually we'll have to do some sort of update video because I feel like if I succeed in my goal of watching a lot more movies this year, my favorites will hopefully change Mm -hmm. or the amount of movies that I like will change. Yeah, Um, one thing that I wish that they they have available for lists is like i wish we could archive lists because like if i do like a monthly watch list and the month is over like i don't want to have it visible like on my or like visible to me but i do like want to go back and see oh what did i watch without going back to the diary feature i do like how like they already have that watch list button like when you click on a film Mm -hmm. so it's easily accessible there but yeah though I have I don't think I use like all the features but I'm trying to like explore more into the list making stuff yeah a lot of people like have a lot of different tags and yeah I'm trying to get into tags as well but like when the when you start like tagging so much stuff it gets a little bit overwhelming and then you forget to tag this or that but yeah people's people's tags are funny but now like how I use the tags is like I put like what movie theater I watched it at or who I watched it with Mm. um and i have one that's like a24 blah 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 but i guess like some stuff could be tags and lists or either or but i don't know you see like letterbox is so customizable to you like however you want to experience watching movies you have like all this stuff to do yeah the um the only thing i tagged was i took a class this last semester that i had to watch a bunch of movies for and i wanted to like remind myself which ones they were so I tagged the class name I noticed that that was the only thing I did I feel like I guess I could make a favorites tag because I do feel like it's easier to add a tag to a movie than it is to add a movie to a list so maybe I'll switch over to that but the thing about tags is like I don't think you can like reorganize the order of the that are tagged so I guess that's one difference that they have yeah I do love when I see like when people have it like with blank on the review because yes. that's really cute because I feel like did you know I have I have a with Zoe tag what did you put it on my policeman and Midsummer? yeah Midsummer. yep we need to go see a movie in New York we will we should we can share our profiles even though people can go look at them so we're not going to say too much but what is your profile vibe I don't know what my vibe is, but I'll tell you what my four favorites are. Um, so, and I haven't changed this at all since I downloaded the app. So, my four favorites in order are Coraline, Little Woman, Ponyo, and Stuck in Love. And I want to add that I'm starting to think that Stuck in Love truly isn't my fourth favorite movie in the whole world. Because, first of all, I've watched a lot of movies the past two years that I definitely like more than Stuck in Love. But I think it's there because I'm just really fond of it. And like I watched it when I was really young. And it's like more of like a comfort movie at this point. And if I had to change it like today, I would either put 
bones and all or cha-cha real smooth. But the reason why I haven't yet is I want like the four films on my profile to be representative of like me as a whole, like not just me in present day, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is very true. So I need to give it like a couple more months and then I'll truly see if Bones and All or Cha Cha Real Smooth is actually my fourth favorite movie. I'm still sort of crafting my profile. I have like using this, I've just been trying to like build up my resume of watching all these love that classic movies and like movies that are really popular Mm -hmm. and movies I've wanted to watch. So I feel like my profile isn't 100% accurate just because I feel like I don't know that much and haven't seen that much. Mm-hmm. But currently my favorites are The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I feel like will probably stay there. Very good. Scooby-Doo, yeah. which I feel like could move eventually. And then Ladybird and Little Woman. I feel like eventually I'll only put one there. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Those are just my vibe i don't know why but i was really surprised to see scooby-doo on your favorites like on your profile i love that movie i love it so much and the fact that it's on netflix i have the dvd but i can just Mm -hmm. go on netflix.com and watch it which is cool and i i have an attachment to that movie it's great we both have like the basic one and then like if you upgrade to like one of their pro features you can like pin your top reviews or whatever Mm -hmm. so since i can't pin my top review i'll just say that one of my reviews which is was for malcolm and marie it has 145 likes and it says all i know is that the z in gen z stands for zendaya which i feel like is not a good reflection of the movie because it was not gen z at all I'm just saying how like Zendaya is. I just wanted to say that Zendaya is a great Gen Z actress. But yeah, yeah. I don't know why it has so many likes, but I guess people agree with me. I do feel like, like you said, the reviews are more of a comment section rather than an actual review place. But some people actually put like reviews, reviews. People will put like paragraphs, but I don't like I don't read essays. Yeah, I don't read any of those. I read like the two the two sentence ones, and I'm like like. Yeah, I just go through looking for funny stuff to like, like funny niche jokes that you only get if you've seen the movie. And then sometimes I'll read the reviews if I'm feeling nice. But I I feel Mm -hmm. like those people, they just kind of want to save their personal review and have it to look back on, which, you know, I can respect. I've been trying to write reviews, but sometimes I feel like my words will not do the movies justice. So sometimes I'm like watching, sometimes I'm watching the movie and I'm just like, what's a good review to add like <laughs> and i hate that i'm not fully focusing on the movie so i'm like trying to do better of giving my all my full attention to the movies um because i have a really bad habit of opening the app right when the credits roll my so God. i need i definitely need to like not do that and just like marinate and think about the movie before i log anything yeah um, but what were the last four movies that you watched the last four I watched were Harry Potter and the Philosopher, the Sorcerer's Stone. The for some reason, for stone. some reason, it says the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, is that maybe like here. the the UK version title? I don't know. It maybe. might be that. But I looked for the Sorcerers, and this is the one that it is. But that I watched the Christmas Chronicles. I watched watched Glass Onions, and then I watched the Christmas Chronicles Part Two. So, nice. Yeah. 
those were all like three days because I got stuck in Illinois and mm. I was bored. So we were yeah. having movie nights. Nice. Um, my last four are from Up on Poppy Hill, Top Gun Maverick, which by the way was the first movie I watched this year and it's so off-brand. But my dad asked to watch it and it was low-key kind of giving. So I watched it with him. Um, Starshuck and Bones and All, of course. So that's kind of like a little overview of Letterboxd and our recent activities and favorites. Um, do you want to add anything about the actual platform itself? I think the app interface is one of the best for an app like this. I know it has ads because it has to run somehow and mm-hmm. they have a, a thing where you can upgrade to pro and get more features and no ads. I'm high key considering upgrading in the near future because also if you have one of those and you're on your profile, you get to like pick like a little banner of your favorite movie and they just recently added like a custom posters feature, which I think is so cool. But I think that the app interface is great because for example story graph i love this app but the app interface is just yeah it's lacking not the, heavily not the easiest to navigate yeah um i just wish there were a few more things like tv shows the yes. succession discussion would go section crazy would be insane and i want to see yeah. it but they don't have it and they only have like some shows which is annoying yeah i go to reddit for like the tv discussions i just <laughs> want to be able to rate shows that i watch and also like mark episodes that i really like because sometimes mm, when you watch a really long point. show it's hard to remember which episodes you like yeah um funny that you mentioned that because i hope that one day there will be an app that's basically letterboxd but it keeps track of your books, movies, and TV shows. Like, imagine if there was an, the Letterboxd app, but at the bottom there were tabs so you could switch between, like, each thing that you want to track. A better where to watch feature. They yes. have one, but I I really wish that it was a little more clear. Like, um, it's normally just where places you can buy and rent, not places you can stream. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, especially if something's on Netflix. But I just wish it was a little bit more accurate and a little bit easier to understand. Like for the where to stream part, I've only ever seen like Netflix being available. Like I haven't seen HBO, Hulu or Amazon Prime being an option, even though it's very evident that you can stream it there. Yeah. So not sure what's going on over there, but that needs to be fixed. I also think that i know that there's a wrapped feature coming the end of this week via email but yes, i wish it was I'm just so in the app because i letterbox sends too many emails so i won't be subscribing yeah i don't know why they can't show it to us in the app but i'm very excited to see mine because for some reason i didn't get it last year even though i met all the requirements so i better get one for 2022 because i watched a lot of movies Okay, now we're going to talk about movies in general. So let's start with movies now versus in the past or kind of post-pandemic, but more like how you feel about movies as an adult versus as a teenager or a child. Many thoughts, but let me start with this one. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, we both have watched Glass Onion recently. 
And one thing that I noticed, like, I did not realize that they were going to mention COVID into, like, the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. This movie, I think, would have been five stars for me if they did not include the COVID thing. So I really hope that no movies moving forward mentions COVID at all because I'm trying to watch movies for the purpose of escapism, to have fun, to not think about my real life. <laughs> so I'm begging no more COVID mentions, like not even like the slightest little mention. Don't want that at all. Um, I personally think that I enjoy movies a lot more now as an adult because when I get to pick what I want to watch and I actually know the types of things that I'm interested in, um, but one thing that I don't like is that I feel like nowadays the theater releases are so heavily focused on like franchise type things like Marvel, especially like I'm not the biggest Marvel fan and I can appreciate a movie now and then, but I want the silly little movies. I want the silly rom-coms in theaters like we we girls deserve a little bit of fun. So I wish I watched more movies like the ones I'm watching now mm-hmm. when I was younger. But other than that, I feel like in general, the theater experience isn't very different. But I also agree with you about the commercial franchises and stuff. Yeah. I wish there was more independent vibes. But overall, I I feel like as an adult, I now want to be more of like a movie person. Someone who likes like going to the movies and Mm -hmm. talking about them. And I mean, I've always really liked them. And I wanted to be like a director for a long time. But I feel like now I really want to do that. Like get into it. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you said that your theater experience hasn't changed much because for me, it has. Um, First of all, like I've noticed a lot of the theaters nearby me have gotten gone through major renovations like reclining seats, seat warmers, fancy types of like screens and like the snack upgrades and everything. So number one, that's already very different. And before the pandemic, I didn't care to go to the movie theaters that much but now it's one of my favorite hobbies ever and shout out to my brother and his wife for getting me the amc a-list membership thing for christmas i've only used it once so far but i'm gonna make that card worth it i'm very (laughs) excited to use it um and i don't know if this is like just a california thing or anything but they they took away our student discount for tickets i didn't even know i got student discount yeah, so like it's not available like at any of the movie theaters nearby me. And I feel like every time I check for tickets, like it the price slowly goes up more and more. Plus the online fees too. Cause like I was about to buy like 3D Avatar for my family and the ticket was like $21. Each for an adult ticket. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like in 3D and like reclining seats or whatever, but then like the regular price is like between 12 and 15 dollars which oh my god still kind of pricey for a movie you know so yeah yeah the last time i watched bones and all um since it's like towards the end of its movie run it got demoted to like the really small theater so the screen was really small and the seats did not recline so even though i love the movie i didn't enjoy the experience watching it because i was so used to all the upgrades i feel like all my movie theaters around me got upgraded like in like 2018 so I was able to mm-hmm. have all the fancy stuff then and I never really loved going to the movies because I always just feel so gross after I leave like I'm like okay I gotta wash my whole body all my yeah. clothes because I don't know who was sitting here before me True. and I also I really enjoy going to the movies when it's really full like when I saw Nope I was like I would go to the movies all the time if it was full because I love really? that 
I love the energy. It feels great. I don't love being in a movie theater alone. I think it depends. For me, it depends on like the type of movie. Like if I were to watch Bones and All, I would want the most emptiest theater ever. But I get why. Like for a movie like Nope, I would want to watch that in a full theater. Yeah, it also depends who you go with. I kind of want to get an AMC thing just to force myself to go see movies. But it's just like, if I don't have that, it's so expensive. And the snacks are so expensive. They are. And the water is expensive. You get like 10% off, I think. Everything there is like the worst. The food sucks. The drinks suck. The candy sucks. I snuck in, snuck in Cane's once and it was great. So I feel like I should do that more. I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw recently how like um, someone mentioned how movie theaters don't explicitly say that you can't bring in food. We just grew up with the notion that we can't bring in outside food into the theaters. Yeah, I mean, the people who work there are like 17 and they don't get paid enough. They're either 17 or 70. Yeah, Yeah, and they're not going to be like, don't bring that in. They don't care. They don't care. I'm going to start bringing full course meals to my movie theater trips. (laughs) I'm going to prepare meals and then bring them warm to the movie theater. Period. Imagine if they had like microwaves so you could microwave your food before you go in. That'd be hilarious. That would be iconic. Oh, another theater that is local to me. If you're ever in Arizona, I would recommend it's called the Tempe Pollock Theater. It's kind of like a vintage vibe but they recently revamped it but all the movies are three dollar tickets and that's including tax every single day yeah every day they are like a few months old like they're not the new releases but they get them after like they leave amc that's freaking cool yeah but what are you looking forward to in 2023 onward in movies spider-verse sequel wonka dune part two my year of rest and relaxation eileen and anything that Florence or Timothy do. Oh my god, it's gonna be a big year for Florence. Like I saw like the things that she has coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's her year. And Wicked. But that comes out in 2024. The <laughs> end of 2024. So yeah. Yeah, for me, I literally had the same anticipated movies list as you because I also mentioned it earlier but what I want to see like adjacent to movies is like more in-person activation like marketing activations the last one that I saw um Glass Onion did an escape room pop-up thing in in LA and I was like that's really sick and this isn't movie related but Emily in Paris I think had a pop-up in LA and New York and that reminded me of what they did for the French Dispatch like they had like a little cafe and you got like little goodies when you visited So I think that's really cool and people miss being in person. So they definitely need to do that for like, imagine a Barbie pop-up. That would be so cute. Like, I I really hope there's like a lot of marketing for Barbie because the girls are ready to watch Barbie. Seeing more women directors, producers, etc. And just like diverse cast, but like not to the point where it feels like it's being shoved down the audience's throats. Like, Cast people because they're talented, not because they're Nepo babies or whatever. To end it all off, do you have any goals that you'd like to share this year regarding movies? Um, my One of my really big goals is to go to an early screening or premiere. So fingers crossed for that one. But more related to Letterboxd, um, total of at least 100 movies this year. I watched 125 last year. Oh my god. And yeah, I know. Well, I, well, I think like it's more like uh even it's a lot like 120 because I watched I rewatched a couple movies 
um, and obviously like make use of my AMC A-list thing. So I'm going to try to do a movie once a week for the time being. I'm going to try to complete monthly lists because I feel like if I take my large list of movies that I want to watch in chunks, I'll be able to do it. Yeah. I also just want to broaden my horizons and watch older movies, movies that I maybe wouldn't choose to watch, get some new favorites, and then my shout out is also going to help me because I don't love going to the movie theaters all the time. I don't know why I didn't think to uh, mention this sooner, but me and three of my other friends, we started like a little movie club thing. So each week, one person is responsible for bringing a movie to our little group chat. And we have a one week to watch that movie. And it just alternates between the four of us. And I got to pick the first movie, which was, I think it's called Big Eyes on Netflix or something. I yeah. saw it, you had it on your watches too. So that's going to hopefully motivate me to watch more movies and like more diverse movies as well. Shout out time. This is going to sound like a silly shout out, but I think it's going to help me a lot especially with new movies red box i completely forgot that red box existed there's a bunch by me i don't know if they're by I everybody honestly thought they went out of business but there's a ton by me there's one about a one minute drive away and then there's about three more about a two minute drive away and it's crazy and they have so many new movies so i will be visiting my local red box to pick out some dvds because i do have a dvd player and hopefully that'll help me get these movies watched. Awesome. In a timely manner. And also it's like two it's usually like two to three dollars to rent. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can buy the DVDs and they're like three dollars to buy, which is crazy. Bro, Netflix should also bring back the rental things, whatever. Cause I remember my brother used to get those in the mail and I was so like amazed by them. And I was like, Whoa, this mm-hmm. is so cool. <laughs> Um, but anyways, my shout out is an app called Social Animal, and it's basically like a collection of a bunch of card party games like Never Have I Ever, Would You Rather, uh, We're Not Really Strangers and Spill the Tea type stuff. Because, you know, these board game, these card games are like $20 each minimum, and it adds up so much. And obviously, like the games on here aren't the exact replica of it, but it's close enough. And if you want to be on a budget, then check it out because it's totally free on the app store so yeah that's my shout out our next episode is gonna be an ariana grande special hope you guys learned a thing or two about letterboxd and let us know what movies you plan to watch this year so peace that's all bye bye